Welcome to the Bakesh Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And we are in a special place at, to keep our privacy secure. I won't tell you where it is, but... I don't have a house anymore. Yeah. That's a partial lie. So I moved out, we moved out of my other house. You went from two houses to one house. Yes. Which in most people, that sounded like, oh my gosh, he lost half his, you know, right. houses. So I had to move all of my stuff from my other house into four different places. Not, not just houses, <laughs> places. And my other house, my new house, I can't move into yet because it's not ready. In fact, it doesn't even have electricity. Um, and it's missing a lot of walls. Yep. Walls are, you know, they're good. Yeah. Certain times of the year. You know, really though, as soon as I can get in, um, I am all about going ahead and getting in there. You know, even if I have to live out of two rooms, I'm going <laughs> to live out of two rooms. Um, we have in our house a waterproofed basement. We just wouldn't have a roof. Uh, and I don't, I don't see the problem with that. I don't either. I, I, I think we could put up some, you know, tents down there in you the hole. Did say the basement was waterproof, correct? Yeah. Except for there's no roof over it right now. Then I don't understand what the problem with that is. No, yeah. We just, Why have you not moved in? Um, something about it being a hard hat only zone, trying to get the kids to wear those, you know. They wore masks for a year, so oh, yeah, why, why not hat? just add a hard hat? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, I like the idea. This tall table, we can stand up, right? Yeah, seriously. On, that's what on. I'm thinking. Hold on. So can we podcast here forever? <laughs> sure, actually. Or, or can we just take this table? Um, yeah, I might get in trouble for that one. Oh. It definitely will not fit in my, uh, my little, um, I don't even remember what I drive. XD, Scion. Oh. <laughs> Won't fit in the back of that. Um, I got a, can you lift your mic up just a little bit? Yeah, I can do that. No, no, take the stand at the bottom, like hold that little ball. There you go. Oh, and this then, thing? Uh, that'll loosen it, but yeah, lift it up more. Do you want me to? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you All go. Right. You might, oh, perfect. All right. All it right. might, it might fall. You might have to tighten that screw again, that little thumb screw. Okay. Just That's all tight. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is, we're fancy, not not. Yeah, no. Huh? I got to stand up and sit down, but I can move this thing up and down, though. This is almost like the days when we used to meet at that other church and we had crap here. Oh, we were yeah. all like, we were trying to share like one that microphone. One mic, and we're all like, <laughs> pass it around the table. <laughs> that's kind of what we did. Yeah. No, that was, that was a, we had an old podcast that did not, uh, it lasted maybe a year, you think? It did, yeah, at least a year. But we had like one, uh, it was called a snowball mic, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And we would literally pass it around the table. I remember that. That yeah. was, did we have a second mic for a while? No, we, yeah, we grabbed another one of the snowball mics, but we had um, to do all this like hackery to make it work. And so I think we just went back to the one mic, didn't we? Yeah, mm -hmm. and that was, oh man, I got to see if I have any of those files to see how it sounded compared to what we have now yeah yeah i don't remember he, even our uh our old 20 dollar mics had to sound better than us trying to pass around 100 mic. yeah mm -hmm. jeez yeah and we, we talked about nothing the, the bad and part, everything yeah if you so this podcast we would call it for the most part like the 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 business would call it evergreen okay because the content is forever green. Like you, it's like a tree that never loses its leaves because you can say, uh, oh, I want to learn about Deuteronomy. It doesn't matter if we recorded it in 2017 or if we recorded it in 2024. You just okay. have to like fast forward through our 15 minutes of banter. Yeah, and even that's not always on topic, you know, right. like, like 
they don't know when our houses were being remodeled and That's built. That's true. And, you know, whatever. Um, now we we make some pandemic references or whatever, but right. you know, it do, it doesn't change the flavor of the podcast kind of thing. The old podcast we did was on current events, mm-hmm. but like it took me like a week or so to try and master it, to edit it, because we we were very concerned with our names, last names. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of us worked a job, Keith worked a job at a church, didn't want his last name or the name of the church he worked at getting mm-hmm. out uh, in case he said something that could get him fired. And I worked <laughs> at a school and anything you say gets you fired. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were like all that, any incidental slip ups or family mentions or job mentions we had to cut out. Yeah. And that was a mess. Yeah. That was hard. But so if I was like, hey, this news headline happened, and then we put the, the podcast out a week and a half later, that news headline is no longer news and we've either moved on or it's resolved itself or whatever. Right. Nobody cared what you have to say mm-hmm. after that fact. So yep. that was rough. Yeah, it was. was really like this one I had, um, uh, I've had a lot going on at work where I've been working kind of two different roles is like I'm going from one to the other. So I'm like working, you know, 70% of the time in one and 30 in the other. And it's been very busy and trying to, you know, play between the two and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just a lot more work right now. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, man, I don't have time to post. So I put up a thing on our Facebook saying, Hey, it's going to be delayed this Mm -hmm. one. And it's really no big deal because one, probably once a quarter we have a delayed broadcast. Ezekiel is still Ezekiel. Yeah. And one week later and, most people just listen to it when it comes out. Right. Now, if we were a little bit, maybe we should get an intern that just posts that stuff for us. Okay. By intern, I mean slave, because I ain't paying them That's to fair. do it. Like, so then what are we if we don't get paid either? Yes. Okay. Well, best part is we pay to post these. That's, right. That's the greatest part. <laughs> so we're doing it way wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, we don't, yeah, we've hey. made zero revenue so far. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors either, do we? Uh, no. No, we don't. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Uh, this this is brought to you by Ezekiel, not the bread. Right, because that was poop bread. Yeah, and they wouldn't write you back, right? They still never wrote me back. Like, I need to know, what are the ingredients? Is it really Ezekiel bread? And if it's not, there's no poop involved, you, you better I, take the name Ezekiel off. I wonder if there's a guy there that's like, oh, another one of these emails. Probably. <laughs> there's probably like a bulletin board there, like stacked of like everybody's like, you know. Hey, if I get put on the bulletin board, it was worth it. That would be, I wonder what the, yeah, I'll have to, is it like a Jewish company or is it like a Christian based or is it just like some hippie that came across like a recipe that his grandma was like, yeah, I was going to say, what makes it Ezekiel bread? Right. Just cause take a bread from these grains and you put the scripture next to it and Ezekiel bread. Christians will buy it. (laughs) We'll buy anything. Okay. If there's no human poop there. Oh, no, it, I guess it had to be, be made with, yeah. with, yeah, we didn't want to defile ourselves. Right. Dude, there's, okay, so where we're at, we're in a room that has like things to play with. Like there's a, do- it literally says dodgeball on that ball. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, pick that up and throw it around. Oh, there's yeah. a guitar over there. Oh, that's neat. Oh, a soccer ball. I, I got to like fight this. Yeah. They've got, and a frisbee. Uh, there's a hockey stick. Saw that by the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. The foosball table's in the other room. We have one of those in our house, and it was really cool for like two weeks. Okay. And then now it's in the way. We, we had a foosball table in one of the houses we lived in, and it was just out of the way. We had, so we're renting, and uh, they had it in the front room, and it was like, oh, but like to get it out of that room, 
you probably bang up the walls with all the little stick things or mm-hmm. whatever that hang out, the handles. So it just sits there. So is that your foosball table or no, is it the, no, no, it's the people you're renting from? It's uh, people were, so we like, we really enjoyed it. Like we played it a lot and it was kind of a fun novelty, but like now it's like, eh. <laughs> well, it kind of takes up a lot of space right in the middle of your living room. Right. Well, it's then, a, this was like off to the edge, but yeah, if, if it wasn't there, I feel like we would feel a little more spread out. Well, you saw it, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I you, mean, cause it still takes up a good yeah, chunk you, of space. Yeah. Um, and so now you had to minimize your living room into a much smaller space Yeah, and you guys could use the space right now. Yeah. That's why we're, that's why we're trying to have a new house built. <laughs> Once again, waterproof basement, no roof. I see no problem. I say, yeah, we just put a tarp over the top. Yeah. They put the window in the basement. I mean, so it's like cement walls in a window. So put a tarp it over right. it and open the window when it gets uh, they'd probably kick us out. We'd be the ones they write the email about. And just as a reminder, you can't live on the property until you close on it. No, that'll be a new part of the contract. Like, we'll wake up and there'll be some guy like, hey, I'm supposed to put some like cement over here. Just tell us to leave. We'll, we'll, we'll come back later, you know? I think they're like, yeah, whatever. Mm. I was like, yeah. Yeah, they, knew, they had new sections to contracts over people like that do that. But how cool yeah. would it be to be like, we're and you're reason. not allowed to live in the basement? They're like, yeah, we're going to just break the contract with you because you've annoyed us. Mm-hmm. What's that microphone? Hold on. Is it a microphone? Yeah. Oh, that looks pretty amazing. Well, that looks like really amazing. That's big, though. I wonder what it sounds like, but I'm not going to hook it up just to find out. It's a sure. Does anyone know how the Beta 52A sounds? Sure, beta 52A? Mm-hmm. I want to know. We can all figure out what it looks like. Just I'm going to put it back. What does it cost on Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. How do you spell sure? Like S-H-U-R-E. Sure, what is it? Which one? Beta 52A. Beta. <laughs> I'm sure beta. this is, yeah. This five is two a. a. And so I'm running the internet off my cell phone. Oh. This might take a while. Well, when you find out. Yeah, usually it's it's like, bam. I think you had 5G. I do, but this phone is not amazing. Um, Oh, it's quite expensive. Oh, how much is it? Um, Let's see. This one is 200. This one is discounted to 169. That's not bad. Um, That's cheap for a mic. Yep. I mean, for the mics we use, that's expensive. (laughs) But for like people that are really using mics. Okay, so this one is 189. The one that you had just held, 189 discounted to 169 right now. Oh, it's on sale, huh? It is on sale with 11% off if you want to know the percentage behind that. And that is a professional studio live dynamic kick drum bass mic. Oh, it's good to know. Just in case you were wondering. So that would make us sound horrible. Probably. It's, yeah, it's probably there to accentuate the sound of a bass drum, not my voice. Yeah, probably not. Damn. I mean, I guess, yeah. We could add a bass drum to our podcast. Yeah. So uh, I was trying to find a way to segue that into... Ezekiel's all about that bass, no treble. Now we have a copyright strike. Shoot, I do it really? <laughs> I don't, no, no. <laughs> I was like, you're oh, well, like, I don't know. I, you're, I'm going to knock over your mic and... Hold on. You're, you're pop shield. All right. Ah, oh, whatever. Whatever. Okay. We'll get the hang of this. Okay. All right, so... I'm, I'm just getting, is it you texting? I mean, you were talking about a song. What, what song? I, I thought I was just talking about the bass drum and the 
treble. Oh, he's uh, texting. My son was texting a girl. Oh, no. Which one? I don't know. I'm not saying the name just in case. Oh. About to find out. But which which son? Like age? Oh, second born. Okay. Oh. Mm. I wonder what he's texting. Wow. Ah, so let's wow. start to you. I'm going to pester with text messages for the next hour, but we'll see what happens. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my, my girls have liked a boy for a long time, and oh, yeah. Ooh. One time I came home from work, and my my one daughter is like, Daddy, we need to talk. Huh? What do you got to talk about? She's like, sit down. She's like, I, I need to talk about something. You have to sit down. So she pulls me over to the couch. We sit down on the couch. She's probably nine at the time. And she's like, Daddy, there's this boy, and I like this boy. Like, I like, like this boy. I was like, girl, you're nine years old. Yeah, you don't um, like him. And she's like. You're like, I hate, hate him. Well, she's like, hear me out. She's like. So, Daddy, he treats me nice. He loves Jesus. He's kind. When we're on the playground, he defends me. I was like, oh, I should dislike this boy. But I was he like, defends me on the. I know where your kid goes to school. There's no defense needed. Well, <laughs> I guess the boys aren't very nice when they're playing sports. Um, <laughs> and you know, if if my daughter isn't blocking the ball very well, or someone gets, you know. Um, you know, put into prison and whatever tag they play, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently, uh, they're, they're not too kind. So, um, yeah. So she's is, is like, so I told her, I was like, all right, well just, those are good qualities and the, to like in a boy. And I was like, just make sure we keep having these conversations. She's like, are you okay, daddy? <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> you're going up too fast. All right, anyway. So you want to be the righteous dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So That's anyway. a segue right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, so there is a righteous father, a not righteous son, and a righteous grandson. But we're not there yet. Yeah. So let's first start with chapter 18 of Ezekiel. Um, we'll start off with one through four. The word of the Lord came to me. Uh, what do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used uh, by you in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father, as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Yay. What does that proverb mean? That sounds kind of crazy. You got grapes and all. The grapes of wrath. <laughs> um, it's oh, oh, now you're coughing. All right, <laughs> got some something, something. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. You're right there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm trying to read my notes, but my handwriting is horrible. Uh, basically, the sour grapes and your teeth are set on edge. Uh, the set on edge for the teeth basically <clears throat> means they become like dull. Mm-hmm. Um, and later they, <clears throat> in Hebrews, they think it might've meant like it became numb. Mm-hmm. Um, that, the book of Hebrews, not like they changed the <clears throat> meaning of the Hebrew text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the most I got is like, they would understand this, um, proverb, like they would have heard it before. 
Uh, what did you get before <clears throat> I... Because I really can't read my handwriting. So <laughs> Sorry. So this would have been a, a fairly repeated proverb um, concerning the land of Israel. Um, they're in the in Babylon. And God's going, okay, well, what are you even talking about with, with repeating this? Um, Christopher Wright, which I, which I usually lean on um, pretty heavily... Um, he says there's basically two observ- two things that, that could have come out of this, depending on whether they use the word and or <clears throat> and or the other word. Oh, I'll find that in a second. <laughs> oh, and or but. Um, and it could be really it could be translated either way, but really it kind of comes out to, to a similar thing. The first one is it could be like a general observation um, where children do suffer because of the sins or the stupidity of their parents. Um, or uh, one's, one generation's wickedness affects the quality of life for the next. Mm. Um, the other translation, um, some felt that it was showing God's injustice. Um, so they're looking at this like they are being mistreated. Um, they are suffering for the sins of their parents, and it's not fair that God would put this in, in, in that, that situation. Yeah, and that's kind of the theme. <clears throat> yeah, so either way, they're they're saying, wait, we're, we're being blamed for nothing. Um, and one of them, it's, it's just a general observation. This is just how the world works. Um, <laughs> parents screw up, and the kids have to suffer. The other one is, okay, God's just... in unjust and we're being punished in exile because our parents screwed up. And really it's going to come down to God's going to be like, you know, actually, um, that's not really the case. Um, in fact, you're going to stop using this proverb because really all souls are mine. Um, the soul of the father, as well as the soul of the son, basically meaning everyone makes a decision and you are judged according to whatever decision you make. So if you're in exile, you're being judged or punished. You probably got a role to play in that. Mm. Um, so it's really kind of harsh because it's kind of like, guess what? You're using this slogan, um, feeling that you guys are just and, and in the right, but really you're not. Um, so it's kind of like, um, yeah, you, you got to stop that because you're to blame for where you're at. Mm. Yeah, that's um, it, it's interesting because we've been reading a lot, especially you know because we've done Deuteronomy and uh, man, I feel like I butchered the word Deuteronomy um, among other uh, minor prophets and so on. And we always talk about that covenant aspect where they're a community that lives together, but there does seem to be like this line of there is the covenant community at play, but there is also that individual uh, level of responsibility that comes into play. And mm-hmm. they, they somehow like there's a balance that divinely mixes together, if that makes sense. But it also has that separate action because in reality, if the bulk of uh, the, the fathers will use the terminology in the chapter are doing something sinful, then yeah, the the kids are going to have a bit of suffering to go along with that. However, they can't just continue to say as they get into adulthood and they want to, uh, you know, say, hey, well, we're living a more righteous life. We should be, you know, it's like, well, you probably were not, uh, both communally and individually. But there's that, how does that line play between the two factors? Right. Oops, now I'm kicking Mike's name. How does that line play, like, At what point can you say, well, I've done all I can do? I mean, because obviously Ezekiel is among the exiles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, he's still playing his part, his role, so on and so forth. But how, 
outcome he still has to be among that. So there's like that whole sovereignty, like how right. does this play out? Well, even in Daniel, which actually would have been a contemporary to Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, Daniel's also been um, exiled and I think it's chapter eight or nine or seven. It's one of those. Um, <laughs> um, Daniel or Ezekiel? Daniel. Oh, okay. Um, where Daniel basically repents for the nation. Like he fasts and falls on his knees before God. I mean, repenting mm-hmm. um, not for his own sin, but for the sin of Israel in general. Um, and so, I mean, you're still talking about the sin of a generation that, that exists. Mm. Um, but I think through all of that, though, like they still think that they're not to blame and they're fully innocent. And God's saying, but you're not, <laughs> um, which we've seen repeated. You know, he's trying to really get it through their head. Right. You are not innocent in this situation. Um, and I think this is just another attempt to be like, you're not innocent. <laughs> um, yep. <clears throat> yeah. I think the uh, we we hear a lot of times like tell them you know kind of that thus saith the Lord kind of verbiage in the in this one it's behold all souls are mine the souls of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine and the soul who sins shall die it's it's another declarative statement that reinforces the role of who God is mm-hmm. so when you've heard throughout Ezekiel like tell them the Lord says X and then, you know, um, and it's usually finished up with like kind of a, I have spoken statement. Right. Um, of course this isn't finished here. Like yeah. the Oracle is going to continue to go, but it's just another way of reminding them who God is through this statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ultimate authority over what's going on, because as we know, this is a time when idol worship was obviously, uh, rampant and like, the competition for who's in charge of what was at a fever pitch. Yeah. Not that it's changed. No, I don't think it's <laughs> changed. I sometimes feel like I walk through Babylon when I leave my house and walk around outside or watch the news or read something or like, huh? Yeah. Why do I feel like things haven't changed? They, I mean, Lamentations? <laughs> Ecclesiastes, I mean, that's okay. what I meant, not Lamentations. You know, oh, yeah, nothing new under the sun, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lamentations, oh my goodness. Well, Solomon, you, which one did you... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're off your game today. I'm way off my game, apparently. It's been, it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> a couple weeks off my game. Yeah. That's what, you go out of town for vacation, I get thrown off my game. I'm sorry. That's all right. I better. Well, maybe I better go back on vacation to put you back on your game then. No, I think I have to go on vacation to get my game back. I'm not sure how that works. I think if I'm the one that goes on vacation and you lose your game, I must go back on vacation to reverse the effect. I just can't say I agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So in order to make his point, Ezekiel is going to tell three stories. Um, And the first one is five through eight. Um, we're going to talk through three generations. Um, the first one's going to be the father. Second one's going to be the son. And we're not talking about God or the Trinity here. We're talking about, um, examples of, of people. So you've got father, son, and then the last one would be the grandson. And one thing is, uh, the people have probably seen this pattern in mind, uh, through Hezekiah and his, the King Hezekiah and the way his family lineage went. So, uh, King Hezekiah, the righteous king, then his uh, wicked son Manasseh, and then his righteous great grandson Josiah. Right. So they're they're 
probably once again, I think for some reason the the commentaries I have are very much like they would have understood this one, right? Um, where we might not get it. So oh. um, there's a, a likelihood that they'd seen this played out. Okay. So in sorry. real life, yeah, in front of their eyes. All right. If I'm, so five through nine of chapter 18 of Ezekiel, if a man is righteous and does what is just and right, if he does not eat upon the mountains or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, does not defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman in her time of menstrual impurity, does not oppress anyone, but restores to the debtor his pledge, commits no robbery, gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with a garment, does not lend at interest or take any profit, withholds his hand from injustice, executes true justice between man and man, walks in my status and keeps my rules by acting faithfully. He is righteous. He shall surely live, declares the Lord God. Yeah, so we just have a list here of um, righteous mm. Facts, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to put it, uh, some people might look at this and say, "Oh, that sounds like some good old testament uh, works-based righteousness." But really, when we get to that summation at the end, it's—I gotta find verse nine. Uh, it's he who walks in my statutes and keeps my rules by acting faithfully. <clears throat> um, so it's not just doing this list that makes a person righteous; it's actually walking with God in His statutes. Yeah. That, that makes them righteous. And and the thing is, is like I, what I love about Deuteronomy, what I love about just scripture in general is like really all of the commands that God has us follow. Um, and we talked about this in Deuteronomy when we did the original podcast really just makes sense to a legit society. Like, I mean, no, most people are not going to disagree <laughs> with these things right here. You know, like does not defile his neighbor's wife. So they're not looking lustfully or not, you know, engaging in something that you shouldn't with your, you know, someone else's wife, um, not approaching a woman in her time of menstrual impurity. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. That's just, uh, actually it was uh, addressed in mine. Um, uh, he basically said that like, this was <clears throat> part of the law mm-hmm. and there is, it's interesting. He says there is no evidence that, uh, this had changed. Okay. And so that we should continue uh, probably to abide by yeah. that part of the law for whatever reason that happens to be. Yeah. Um, it could be a sacredness. It could be a rest. It could be uh, like an uncleanliness for other reasons or whatever. But right. He's basically, you know, saying don't be like, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to like use tact. <laughs> this is hard. It's a week. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a week. You'll be um, fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. But yeah, it's a, it's a matter of uh, obeying yeah. those those laws. And, uh, and, and the things that even our culture being as messed up as it is would, would probably be like, oh, you know, don't oppress someone. Um, restore to the debtor his pledge. Mm-hmm. Don't rob someone. Give to the poor or, the, or give to the hunger. Yeah, give bread to the hungry. Um, and covers the naked with a garment. So give people clothes if they need it. Now, this one might go counter our culture, but don't lend to interest or take profit, which, you know, that you're supposed to treat Jews, your, your fellow Jews, much or your own community, much different than, than the rest of the world. So if, like, you're lending to help out someone in your community, then help them out. Don't charge them interest. Don't be like, well, 
hey, Joe, my best friend, um, I'll loan you that 20 bucks or 100 bucks, but you're going to owe me some interest. Like, that's well, not it, cool. It's interesting that these, um, <clears throat> like, help and lending without interest, et cetera, are all really in the context, in this, this section of verses, um, not that it's different outside of this context, but in this context is those who are most in need. Uh, it, it's the idea that we should not be exploiting people uh, financially that are going through, you know, a hard time, the orphans, widows, strangers, and whoever else is, uh, the commentary puts it, uh, are easy prey for extortion schemes. But if you go down any streets in the Cincinnati area, you're going to see title loan places, payday mm -hmm. loans. Those are kind of eh, check cashing and all that kind of stuff where they essentially build their business to prey on the poor. Yeah. They do the exact opposite. And we haven't really done anything to stop that from happening yeah. well, you as see, a people. Yeah. You see those in the city. Like, so, um, I mean, a pawn shop for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Well, there, there was a girl that like, um, we were, um, fostering for a while and she'd be like, Oh, my daddy goes there all the time. It was a check and go type thing. Oh. And I was like, and I was like, um, I'm sorry. And you know, had, one of my daughters was like, what is that? And I was like, well, they rob people that, that, <laughs> You know, they're like, oh, are they allowed to rob people? And I was like, well, what, what happens is we're not supposed to mistreat. Um, I mean, we're supposed to help those that are in need, help those that and, and praise on people that, that need that. Um, and a lot of times you, you it costs lots of money to cash a check there, but you can do it for free at a bank. You, you know, so they prey on people and they, they abuse people. Um, right. And she's like, oh, that's not very nice. But I mean, that's what our culture is built on, this idea of let's make a profit and let's, mm -hmm. you know, let's charge interest and we don't give anything away for free or why would you, do, you know. Right. Um, uh, let's see, withhold his hand from injustice. I mean, injustice is a big thing in our culture right now. Um, and then just walking in God's ways and faithfully doing it. You know, like a lot of people are like, well, why would I follow God? Why do I have to obey his commands? Well, really? Is, I think any of those people that would say that probably wouldn't disagree with most of those things that are in there. When, and when I think of um, kind of a lot of the, the people that think... This way of thinking is kind of going away, but I believe that in uh, some of the older generation, there's still that belief that I'm a good person, so I'll probably end up in heaven. Uh, I do X, Y, and Z, so I'm I'm in, kind of thing. Uh, so you can look at this list and be like, well, you know, I don't I don't worship pagan gods. I don't eat at the you know the foot of idols or up in the high places in Israel. You know, or in our case, like I don't. You know, I don't have my little idols. I don't have a shrine. I'm not worshiping Buddha or whatever. You can kind of go through this list like I've never done this. I've never, it's kind of like the rich young ruler. Mm -hmm. I haven't done this. I've kept this command. I'm good. But that end is where you have to stick that landing, like walking in the statues. And this is one of those um, areas where it's, once again, you're not just saying that person's abiding by the law. They're not just following the mosaic uh, laws like the rich young ruler did, there's something more to that. To walk in God's statutes and to like live as God wants you to live implies that there's a relationship there. It, it, it implies that you're doing this because you want to please the Lord. So this isn't like, 
I didn't do all these things or I did do all the right things. I didn't do all the wrong things, so I'm good. Um, so I've earned my way in. There is still, even in the Old Testament, an implication that you are going to be like having that relationship with God be, and that's what's going to matter in the end. Well, I think we've, uh, I mean, huh? I feel like I couldn't get that out right. I'm oh. like, <laughs> I mean, what was it? Hosea. And I think there's other, other places, you know, in, in the old Testament that many times God's like, dude, you don't understand. Like, I don't want your sacrifices. He's like, I want more than that, you know? And, and that's basically, I think you did a good job of it. Well, I think you did do a good job of explaining you know, it's, it's not about the stuff you do. There is that yeah. relationship. There's that. The stuff is the outflow of what you're doing. Right, right. It's the outflow of your faith. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're, I guess if you're just doing something to do something, you're probably going to miss the point on a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. And your heart's obviously not going to be in the right place. But, but if God has genuinely changed your heart and you've got that relationship, I mean, really, I enjoy, I mean I'm just thinking of me personally. I enjoy being able to help those in need or clothe though you know it's like well wait there's there's a joy there's a desire that comes with that um and I think that's what what God's looking for is that type of attitude. Yeah. Um because if you're doing it grudgingly or if you're doing that and then worshiping something else or you're doing that and putting something higher above God well then I'm not quite sure that that's what God's looking for. Right. All right, so uh, how about the next one, the sun? Let's hit the loser sun. So judgmental. Um, And I think this is, if I remember, I think this actually... I would be held by the same standard. If I go on a vicious killing spree, um, I'll consider myself evil. Right. Well, (laughs) I mean, if you go on a vicious killing spree, but you do most of those other things, some people will be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, David did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. That's true, he did. Yeah, I guess he danced in his underwear. Don't do that in church. I don't want to see it. Divine genocide. Jeez, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> um, we that's got, a podcast for consider that one. someone yeah. else. Oh yeah. So um, I think most of this actually is also courtroom language. Um, so as we're mm. kind of going through, um, sorry, I just realized there's like a giant piece of a machinery out there. Oh yeah, there's a big hole. I got ADD like crazy. Yeah, it's because I'm do. standing and there's new things to look at. Sorry, go on. Well, yeah, because we're not used to the normal boring basement that. Yeah, we would podcast out of. Man. Yeah. Next week we might be able to do it inside of my house that has electric and air conditioning. Which which room is going to be the podcast studio? Whichever one has a plug. Whichever one has electricity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which might be and which would be all of them. <laughs> Long term, I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we're a courtroom language. Um, oh, so this is kind of, this might just be interesting. The account begins and ends with the affirmation that the man is Sadiq, S-A-D-D-I-Q, with a little squiggly thing above the I, and the right one, uh, one whose life and behavior vindicate such a declaration and who rightfully under the covenantal provisions is granted life. Um, yeah, I didn't really specify much what that meant. Okay, never mind. That might not be as cool. Um, I have none of that in my commentaries, plural. So go on. <laughs> so this one is, where am I at? So anyway, um, God is just, uh, the verdict, um, this man is righteous, um, is based on the evidence 
and um, no one else. The next one is going to be the son, and that is 10 through 13. If the father's a son, if, the, if he fathers a son who is violent, a shedder of blood, who does any of these things, um, though he himself did none of these things, who even eats upon the mountains, defiles his neighbor's wife, oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery, does not restore the pledge, lifts up his eyes to the to the idols, commits abomination, lends it interest, and takes profit, shall he then live? He shall not live. He has done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon himself. Well, it looks like his daddy's uh, righteousness is not going to rub, not going to help him at all, I think is basically what he's saying. Right. Um, we see all these other things that we, in the first father, but everything in reverse and not the way that it should. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. There's not a lot of yeah. hidden... Uh, like language in here. There's no apocalyptic language or vision here. So yeah, yeah. what you see is this really is the opposite. Um, once again, uh, I think his last name was Alexander. I tried to look up the name of my commentary. Now I can't remember. Uh, he basically says, like, you can see all these things exemplified in the life of Manasseh, okay. uh, of Hezekiah's son. So it definitely fits <clears throat> that. And he uh, <clears throat> argues that this section is talking about both physical and potentially spiritual death. Okay. So it's it's not just a like kind of a far off like oh yeah and he'll probably you know like someday perish you know he'll get his just desserts when he's eighty five you know it's like he's saying like this life is going to lead to probably a faster end okay so yeah but once again not a whole lot there's there's yeah. not much hidden there he's doing the exact opposite yep. of what his dad did and like you said his dad's righteousness does not rub off on the sun, unlike how we stand before God in Christ's righteousness, this is not, this transfer is not happening here because it's a right. human to a human. It's not the divine son to yeah. a human. Yep. Man, that sounded so Presbyterian. The divine son imputes his righteousness. You know, we're in a Baptist him. church right now. Are you allowed to say that? I don't know. That's a, now I'm nervous. Yeah. So you guys baptize any babies here? <laughs> There's probably an Alexa or something in here that heard that. Probably. <laughs> it's like, Scott, you can't get any more rooms here. <laughs> <laughs> they were Presbyterianizing a podcast in a Baptist church. All right. Um, anyway. Since I don't know if you're going to have power next week or not. I'm not going to run through the hall saying, baptize all the babies. <laughs> yeah, at least wait till, uh, wait till we know where we we're know for be. sure, right? <laughs> um, which I don't think either one of us believe, by the way. Oh, but, um, baptizing babies. Man, you just lost all of our listeners if you say that. One of us has to pretend like we care about oh. the covenant baptismal of infants. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that out loud. No, that's all right. Sorry, um, no. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, generation three, 14 through 18. Now, suppose this man fathers a son who sees all the sins that his father has done. He sees and does not do likewise. He does not eat upon the mountains or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, does not defile his neighbor's wife, does not oppress anyone, exacts no pledge, commits no robbery, but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with a garment, withholds 
His hand from iniquity takes no interest or profit, obeys my rules, and walks in my statutes. He shall not die for his father's iniquity. He shall surely live. As for his father, because he practiced extortion, robbed his brother, and did what is not good among his people, behold, he shall die for his iniquity. Yeah. Meaning his daddy's badness, wickedness? Doesn't rub off on his son either. Which is interesting because if we're going back to that uh, divine son's imputed righteousness, what we are seeing here is maybe even a little bit of grace or maybe even a little bit of foretelling of, I don't want to say it's necessarily a typology of Christ, but through Adam, we are all under the punishment of sin. We're all under the curse. But just because your dad goofed up and is, you know, a, a beast, a violent, you know, hellion doesn't mean that you're doomed to that same fate. Right. So even though Adam brought sin into the world through his actions, it does not mean that you are doomed to be a sinner for, I mean, you are a sinner, but you're not doomed to damnation because of that. Um, Because we have Christ's righteousness, as our own, once again, imputed and even he, us. And even here, they're not perfect. Like, right. we're seeing an overall lifestyle that is portrayed on a day-to-day basis. So, like, you're not going, whoa, dude's perfect. Like, I can't fit in that spot. No, um, they're still not perfect. But, right. but your life is going to reflect um, your heart. And so that's ultimately what it's talking about. You know, we see, say, that does did portray Hezekiah, Manasseh, and um, Josiah. Josiah. You still, they still weren't perfect kings by any means whatsoever. Um, hence, Babylon and you know a couple other mistakes they made, and David himself. You know, like if you go back even further. <laughs> so, well, the the, the <clears throat> point of this passage is not to say. It's only Hezekiah, and it's right. not to say that this is the pattern that you're going to live through, so you better hope that your dad was the wicked one so that you can be the good one. Um, the idea is that the people were saying, essentially, you know, uh, our parents ate sour grapes, so our parents committed the atrocity, mm-hmm. and we are suffering, our teeth are blunted right. um, because of that. And Ezekiel is basically, you know, through God's words, painting the picture of, no, 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 no. See, he, Hezekiah, or this man, uh, was righteous, but his son was not righteous. And, you know, the the first man is not paying the punishment for the second, and the second is not redeeming himself because of the actions of the first. Right. So he's once again putting that back onto them and saying, it's, it, it's your choices that are making it this way. Right, right. So. Yeah. So they're not innocent as... What it comes down to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So where is he? I read 10 through... 18. 18. All right. So is it 19 through the rest of the chapter? Yeah, I think it's like... I thought it was 24, but I guess it's 30. Oh, wait. I'm, okay. You want to do through 24? Because yeah, that's I can do that. the break I have for some reason. All right. <clears throat> so 19 through 24. Yet you say, why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? When the son has done what is just and right, 
and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked person turns away from all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely... He shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. For the righteous that he has done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live. But when a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice and does the same abominations that the wicked person does, shall he live? None of the righteous deeds that he has done shall be remembered. For the treachery of the treachery of which he is guilty and the sin he has committed for them, he shall not die. So we do kind of see a, almost like what we kind of just spoke, mm-hmm. um, being played out through this particular section here. Yeah. So repentance is possible. They have a choice. God doesn't say, dude, you're in exile and it's over. He's really giving them a choice and saying, I don't want you to go through this. Like, just repent. Um, (laughs) Do what's right. You know, Um, are you innocent? No, but you've got a right to change. Not a right, but a... Oh, yeah. You've got a choice. <laughs> right. And, and and I think it's a pretty... I mean, not a right. <laughs> no, right. So. Yeah, you don't deserve it. You don't have a right. No, I was kidding, because I've... Yeah. No, I've confused myself. Yes. You're fine. You were right before I spoke up yeah. and was an idiot. So they have a difficult choice. Yeah. Um, and that choice for... I mean, is to repent. Um, so you can repent, um, turn away from your sin, or you can... Well, you might think you're righteous. So I, I guess actually he puts out a, a challenge to both of them. So if you are of those that are wicked or not following God, repent. Um, you can turn away from your sin. Mm-hmm. Um, however, just because you think you're righteous or you might be righteous at one time, that doesn't mean um, that you are forever um, in the grace of God. You can also choose to go the other direction. Um yeah. You've got that choice of life and death. And actually, it probably brings back a memories of Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20, where God addresses them and says, you got a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, um, the, the passage here in, in general shows the, the grace of God and the like a lot of the character of God here. So he's saying that like, Hey, even though, you know, you're a wicked person, I'm giving you that chance to repent and I'm actually hoping for it and wanting it. And that's my desire. Um, he kind of reiterates, is it 20? I was trying to find it. 23. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked declares the Lord God and not rather that he should turn from this way and live. I mean, he, that's a rhetorical question. Obviously he's not desiring to see that happen. He does not want the destruction of Israel or of wicked people. He's almost begging him being like, 
come on, like, do you really think that I want this? For the 500th time. Right, right. <laughs> and I guess if you see Ezekiel, how much he's trying to get this through their heads, like, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that God really wants them to figure it out so that he doesn't have to go ahead and provide this type of judgment. And really, when you mm-hmm. look at all of the Old Testament, like, how many times has God pretty much been like, come on, like he could have put his full wrath on them so many times and has, you know, had not. So again, we still see that in Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing to, though to even think about, um, I know that Jesus is, is very real, and but I think that's just a continuing to, to see God's grace but I think this challenge can be very relevant to us today as well um, to remember that, you know, we still have those same choices. Like, what are you going to choose? I mean, are you going to choose to be repentant or are you going to choose to say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian and do whatever you want? Um, I mean, it's something to reflect on or to think through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think the passage is still very relevant Oh yeah, I think the the whole uh, if there's one chapter so far out of Ezekiel that I think really can resonate with a modern reader, I would I would probably point to this one, eighteen. Yeah. To yeah. be to be honest, a lot a lot of doctrine in here. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I was thinking that. So, <laughs> do you want to discuss some of that doctrine, or do you want to move from twenty five to thirty two? Uh. Well, no, I, like, so I'm erasing that because I made a note I didn't like. Um, <clears throat> essentially, within this chapter, there's the idea that uh, it, it flies in the face of a lot of American uh, Christianity where we feel a lot of times that if we're born into a religious household or uh, a house that took us to church as we grew up and so on and so forth. And then in junior high, we got bored with church and stopped going to youth group and lost our way. And uh, high school and college, we did our own thing or whatever. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years later, we got married, had kids and decided, oh, we should probably take them to church because it's the right thing to do. Does not implicate righteousness for anybody in that family. Just because your parents stacked up the kindling around you and it never caught fire doesn't mean that you're saved because of what your parents did. And just because you're doing that with your kids does not mean your kids are righteous because of what you did. Um, But it also doesn't mean that they're going to live a life of unrighteousness because of what you did. You have a responsibility as a parent to... Like I use that, it's something I think I heard from a youth pastor, like stack that kindling around them and hope the Holy Spirit catches fire to it. Yes. But your lineage does not indicate your salvific status. Um, And a hard to hear thing for definitely God's chosen people here, um, their righteousness here is not based solely on their relationship to Abraham so or their relationship to the people of Israel as they left under the Mosaic Covenant, um, so on and so forth. Their righteousness is really going to be something that's going to be on a more personal level between them and God. Which we see that, what was it? Was it 
oh shoot, what was it? Was it chapter 12? What was the one where he told that story? Whereas like, you know, they're used to, <laughs> well, they're used to the, um, you know, hearing the story of, oh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, here's your superheroes of your, you know, and they're like, actually, you were born from pagan parents oh, left yeah, in yeah. the middle of a desert, you know, like, because that was the thought processes. Oh, my gosh, dude, we're amazing. Here's where we're from, you know. Look at our pedigree. Right. And yeah. Ezekiel's like, let me retell you, let me tell you a diff, let me tell you the story of your history in a different way. We found your bloody abandoned corpse in the field. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know. Which chapter was that? I know. I, I just can't remember. scrolled to 12. I didn't see it fast enough. It was there. I didn't look deep enough. Okay. Okay. But I was worried that you would go on and I wouldn't be by my notes. No. So I scrolled back as I, fast as I could. I think for some odd reason. I mean, I could have looked on my phone. Yeah. Let's see. Ezekiel chapter. I wonder, 12. I wish that like my phone, oh wait, I have two different apps. Never mind. I was um, like, I wish it synced. A... <laughs> nope, that wasn't it. Maybe it was 16. No, I think it was 16. Yeah. Uh, you found it? Yep, 16. Yeah. Yep. Bam! Oh. Now you got it. <laughs> I was like, because 12, I was like, that seems too long ago. What, what, what? No, it was chapter 16. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, twelve. We it was probably cold outside when we did that one. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. <laughs> that was yeah. So chapter sixteen is kind of that that story if you want to go back and, and remember. But yeah, I, I think that was a yeah something cool to pull out. Yeah. Huh. All right. Oh. Um. Cha- Twenty five through end. Yep. Yet you say close. <laughs> the way of the Lord is not just. Um, uh, the way of the Lord is okay. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous person, I think they just got burned. Um, <laughs> when a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. For the injustice that he has done, he shall die again. When a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed. And does what is just and right, he shall save his life, because he considered and turned away from the right transgressions that he committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, are my ways not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? Um, therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways. That's everyone according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in de- the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. And if that is not pleading for yeah, that's not a turn bag. and live, come on. Um, and then the burn, you know, goes back to that slogan <laughs> Wait, we started. isn't it you? <laughs> goes back to the slogan in the beginning that they keep repeating. Well, stop saying that. Um, because, look, who's, 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 who really is unjust? Me or you? And I think he makes it pretty clear. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think the end of the chapter is great. Once again, we see all over this chapter, just the, there's something in my eyeball. Um, the, the attributes of God here, um, begging 
pleading for them to repent and turn to him. I mean, that's something that we once again can take into our mm. present day uh, understanding of who God is. And now I feel like I'm going to sneeze because I put my finger in my eyeball. Excuse me. <coughs> Woo! So we have learned that putting your finger in your eyeball makes Don sneeze. No, I think my I think something's in my eye, but I think it might just be allergies acting uh, up. But um, sorry, we're all good. I think. And um, but it made that like it made my nose tickle, and now it's making me yeah. Ah, I'm falling apart. Where was I? I don't know. I got stuck with my eyes and oh. my eye, my fingers and my eyeball. Yeah, sorry. Attributes of God here um, very much comes down to in the end tremendous grace and desire for His people. And not by his people, I'm not just talking about those under the Mosaic covenant. Yep. Or Abraham make covenant, if you want to go all the way back to where it started. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. So by the way, I just want to repeat that this is the Old Testament here. Um, so how many times I hear about... Oh my gosh, God just wanted to kill everybody. His yeah. wrath is everywhere. Like, really, He's an angry God. his grace is found way more prevalent in the Old Testament than really mm. um, this wrath that we, we like to. That everybody talk says about. is prevalent yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah, I completely agree. So, with that, <sighs> I'm going to fall apart. <laughs> if this was chapter 18, then next time is chapter. 21? Yep. We're going to skip right over. No, wait. Chapter 19. Yeah, I think 19 would be probably a good. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, man, this is, I said, oh, I don't have a whole lot of notes. And you're Mm -hmm. like, we can make it happen. So we did 14 minutes of Babel, and then we got right into 45 minutes of Bible. Nice. All right. Bible and Babel. We did it. Bible, Babel. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.